Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on the iTunes feed. Hopefully doing both, actually. But if you're subscribed on the iTunes feed, you're never missing one single episode, and I really appreciate that. Thank you for everybody so far who's taking part in the contest, which uh, I will talk about at some point here on the show as a plug. But thank you everybody who is participating in said contest. Details to come. Just keep listening. All that being said, I have a very special guest here in the Rock Strikes 10 and CNJ Radio Studios today here. Welcome my cohort, my best friend. You would not be hearing this show without him. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris, once again. Hi, thanks for having me. Good to have you, Chris. I would be a total phony and sham artist if I didn't have you on this episode. Or actually, episodes. We've decided yes. this is going to be a two-parter. Self-contained, pretty much. Yeah. But Hey, and you know, whether the hype is just completely beating you down if you're on yeah. social media, or you're a massive fan, I think either way, you're going to enjoy this show. So, if... Once we tell you what the theme is, if you're like, <laughs> oh, stay tuned. Trust me, because this is actually, I get a decent amount of emails saying that they enjoy the variety of music I play on the show, not right. just one thing. This is going to test that. <laughs> so yeah. I've got Chris on here, something that's near and dear to our hearts. We've always enjoyed playing the video games. Uh, I, I have to probably say that I am, uh, Chris has me definitely beat by galaxies about, uh, you know, being the man as far as a gamer you know when you compare the two yeah i i kind of stay in a few series i know what a likes kind of thing and i'm not very adventurous but something that got a hold of me thanks to you chris back in what was it 1998 yeah was uh something called grand theft auto yeah so that's what we're doing these next two parts is the music and history of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, well, the history of Grand Theft Auto through the music, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a series that music is a very big deal. It really is, yeah. It, even from, kind of even from the beginning, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's, so. it, it's, it's, a, it's a series that broke boundaries and uh, pushed the envelope, as they say. Yeah. Uh, has been the, the multiple attempts of getting it banned from... You know, the yeah. bureaucrats of the world. Every, and every time it's released, every single time, it always pops up in the media talking about, brings up the debate again about video games being bad for people and they're evil and they're for kids and they shouldn't be violent and whatnot. And yeah, and that's a great tie-in, Chris. I'm reading a book currently actually about the history of the yeah. video game called Jacked, and I, I like that every time that guy got an award for the game, he would get up on the podium and say, this is proof that you don't have to do a video game about hobbits and dragons and stuff <laughs> like that it's it's for adults it's always been for adults yeah and i think that's the thing is that our generation we grew up with video games yeah. like the first atari was like released in the late 70s i want to say yeah and then nintendo was like 84 mm-hmm. so we've always played video games growing up and it's the generation that comes after or before us that saw it when they were already grown up and they said oh this is, this is a kid's thing but it's not it's the average gamer I, I read somewhere like the stats for the average gamer is between like 26 and 34 years old something like that yes old enough to 
old enough to go to war and die yeah. for your country. Yeah. Let him have a video game, damn it. Yeah. It, so it's yeah. Yeah. Any the commentary of uh, the reflection of society and copycats and that go out and shoot people on their own. Yeah. I gotta tell you, this this game is a massive deterrent of any kind of social rage that I've ever had. <laughs> Uh, it gets it out on there. You take it out, you know, have a bad day at work, come home, play some Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, there's that. It's and the equivalent of having a punching bag in your house, I think. You it know, it like, can be for some people, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, anyway. We're getting off on a weird tangent. Yeah, we're, in, yeah. We're, in, we're in the social sciences yeah. area here. Let's talk about some music. This is about good and positivity. And, and what I wanted to do with this show, there's hundreds of songs literally probably i think close to about between five and six hundred songs to ever so, been used yeah. and that's probably just that's undershooting probably i uh, out of the ones that are on official soundtracks versus just songs that are in the game that aren't on the cds that they've released officially yeah. i had close to 400 songs so Dang. whittling it down to even just 20 songs is a massive undertaking yeah and what i wanted to do with the list here is what I try to do here on the show is not go way obvious, but I like the fact that a game like this, and a few other games, like your Guitar Heroes of the World, uh-huh. Tony Hawk is another good example of that. Yeah, Games that maybe uh, you know brought some new life to a song that didn't have a chance originally, whether right. it's an album track or a single that bombed or whatever. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to do this Tarantino style, and obviously there's an influence there for the series, uh, even though I think they claimed that it's mostly like oh, 70s uh, movies and stuff like that. I can see that. that more so, yeah. They're both, yeah. really, though. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of credit that goes there. So I was going to do it like that. Basically, the songs that now when I hear them, I can't not think of Grand Theft Auto without hearing these songs. Right. Yeah. Also, combined with perhaps maybe I had never heard of these songs before yeah. or I never gave them a proper chance and now I love them because of the video. Yeah, game. there were definitely a few. I, I know we're going to play at least one or two of them that, that are like that where... I was like, oh, this song is amazing. And now it's like one of my favorite songs. Yeah. So let's kick off the show here today. And we're, we're basically going to go in order of release. And starting with Grand Theft Auto Vice City, because it's the first game where they're like, we're going to have a massive soundtrack. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, the first game was released in uh, 98 on, like, PC and PlayStation. And it was, like, top-down. And it was it was a fun game. Yeah. But it was very rudimentary. It wasn't until 3 in 2001 where it exploded into what it is exactly. today, and that's when they started doing the music. Yeah. But they didn't really get into the music until the follow-ups, the Vice City and San Andreas and yeah. the offshoots. So. They released box sets yeah. like in the stores that you could buy and get a disc for every station that was on there, except yeah. for the talk stations, but that's, you know, obviously you want the music. Right. And everything from Cubano to thrash metal is represented yeah. in Vice City. And that's what's amazing about it. Yeah. And it also takes me to being a child of the 80s and, like, I remember these songs. Yeah. So there's a lot of that stuff on there. You know, like your video killed the radio star and your sunglasses at night and that kind of stuff. All right. But let's start off here with a song from a, a very popular band who actually didn't really get a fair shake in the 80s, even though I actually like a lot of their output from there. It's not their 70s stuff, but it's still very good. Yeah. And it wasn't until they used this song in Vice City, and I believe it was on the Flash channel, that I was like, that's a good song. <laughs> and it perfectly works in the game. Kind of the lyrical content is in there, too. Right. So we're going to play something by the Electric Light Orchestra, the great ELO, and a song called Four Little Diamonds. <laughs> 
Is this on? Okay, after four. Four! <laughs>
All right, there you go. Kicking off the show here tonight with a song from the 80s that never left the position of the 80s on the charts. <laughs> it peaked at 84 in the UK and 86 in America. That was ELO with Four Little Diamonds. So, yeah, not a big hit, yeah. but a hit to us now. Yeah. Thanks to Grand Theft Auto. That it definitely is one of those that you hear it now and you're, you, it takes you back to that game. Yeah. The the Vice, Vice City was very iconic in the series. I think that's really... Three was amazing, yeah. but Vice City really... It set the standard. Yeah. It made it the sandbox game that it was always supposed to be. Right. Because the whole life choices thing. Yeah, they added a lot more of that. Uh, they actually... The story was better yeah. than the first one, because the first yeah. one, the guy didn't even talk. Yeah. And in and, Grand Theft Auto 3, I thought it was, it was cool that they used, like, more character actors. You, know, you got your yeah. Joe Pantoliano's yeah. and your uh, Michael Imperioli's there of the world. There were some in, in Debbie Mazur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Vincent. A lot of Sopranos yeah. people and Scorsese yeah. people are in it. Yeah. But this one, it's like... Bigger stars: yeah. Dennis Hopper, Ray Liotta, uh, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> well, sorry, Luis Guzman. Yeah, Luis Guzman, <laughs> who should be in everything, yeah. and he's in that. Yeah. Dickheads, yo. <laughs> so yeah, I forgot to open up the show today with uh, Rock Strikes Ten delivering pets overnight in a box <laughs> yeah. directly to, to your, your door. door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All that being said, yeah, and the, the they up the ante, like I said, with the stars. Yeah. Uh, God, that, that's a that's a laundry list onto itself. Yeah. Uh, but, man, yeah, and whatever your mood is, they have a radio station for you in the 80s. Yeah, so. and I, I I would change radio stations depending on what I was doing in the game or the time of day or whatever it was. Like, yeah. Yeah, as we go. For Vice City, it mostly stayed on one of these 80s stations. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like... You know, it's funny. I, I When I replayed it again recently, I... Actually stuck. I used to hate the uh, the the Cuban station, oh, yeah. but I think after after Dexter, it <laughs> like made it right. a different. It, it it gave it a new thing. Yeah. You know, like pop culture can really do that. It yeah. can put new life in there. Okay. And uh, I gotta tell you, this is. I was kind of kind of wait till we got out of Vice City, but I can't hold it in anymore. This is a super nerdy thing for me to admit, but I did do it last year when uh, myself and Nola went on the Kiss Cruise. We wound up in you know the Miami Beach area. Yeah. And when we were sailing away, I could see that whole row of houses that is portrayed oh, yeah. as the rich section. Right. Like, that, that that house you take over, it's there. Yeah. And uh, that whole row really? is there. Yeah, I mean, uh. it's so map accurate. And that was the That's whole thing. Cool. They, they, yeah. had all, they, they had, like, hundreds of photographers taking pictures at right. every street corner. And they made it come alive. And I can, I can attest that it's, it's the real deal. That's cool. And... When uh, when we got done with the whole thing, we had the we were leaving town in the rental car and driving through Miami, and I I had the Vice City soundtrack going. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. Nice. It was a thing of beauty. <laughs> so I know that's so nerdy, but it was so fun, and so I just think of those things. That's awesome. Yeah. So got it. Got to do it sometime. Okay. So moving on here, Chris. Staying with Vice City, a band called Alcatraz who. I only knew a name, honestly, before the video game because, but yeah, in 1985, I'd, I'd only seen this band in print, but they used one of their songs amongst a, a sea of, you know, pretty obvious stuff on the metal channel in Vice yeah. City. You know, you had Megadeth, P-Cells, and Yankee Rose by David Lee Roth, yeah. all, all these songs that I love, but this song, like, really stuck out because I didn't know it very well, besides the Love Fist song, but that was an original yeah. song created yeah. for the soundtrack by... 
the actual band that portrays them. Right. But this Alcatraz song, now I just forever associate it with the video game because it was the first time I ever heard the song. Mm. And it's such a snapshot of this genre in the mid-80s. It's perfect. So whoever thought to put this in the game was a genius. (laughs) Great soundtrack supervising work right there. And the, the cool thing about Alcatraz is the main two people in the band are Graham Bonnet and Steve Vai. Now, a lot, huh. I think a lot of people know Steve Vai a lot, especially, uh, you know, Shred Galore, yeah. Frank Zappa, David Lee Roth, White Snake, solo career. Graham Bonnet is one of the main lead singers in the history of Rainbow. So every oh. time you hear, since you've been gone, <laughs> that's Graham Bonnet. Wow. All right. So, yeah. Nice. So they have this band that is a massive just 80 snapshot and when you hear this song you're gonna be like yeah this is i'm back in 1985 and that's what it does and that's why i wanted to put it on the show here tonight so chris let's relive some more vice city and check out alcatraz with god blessed video
there you go, Chris. Did you enjoy that one? I did. That's really cool. Yeah. That, like you said, that was discovered by me in the game. So yeah. yeah. And and me too. I was already like a little rocklopedia, a little yeah. kid in the eighties, but right. that one escaped me. And probably because most of my training was from the radio and early MTV, but right. they probably weren't playing it very much because it. it the album only peaked, and I'm talking about the album Disturbing the Peace from 1985. It peaked at 145 on the album charts. Dang. Not much yeah. of a peak. Yeah. But uh, another cool fact about this album, it was produced by the legendary rock producer Eddie Kramer, who you can trace all the way back to Hendrix and Zeppelin and, yes, some Kiss records. <laughs> so there you go. A lot of greatness on that in nice. just that one album. So. Yeah. That's the kind of song in the game. That that tends to be like car chase, especially if I'm trying to gun someone down, something like yeah. that. That's that's when I would switch over to the rock station to hope that that would pop up. Yeah, you got so. you got four stars and the cops are on. Yeah, you. that's a good that's, one that's for that. Fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm let's uh we're gonna slow things down a little bit here, and we're gonna go a little new wave action. Uh, going back to the music of the Flash Channel, which this song actually could have been on Wave. It could have even been on Emotion. So this one mm-hmm. ranges a lot of different styles for the early to mid 80s and I like I said reading that book they were very staunch about the cutoff point of the song so like this are trying this, to keep them in the era Exactly uh Vice City the cutoff was 86 mm-hmm. nothing past 86 Nice And this song is from 1986 by a band called Talk Talk now a lot of people know Probably the two biggest hits that Talk Talk put out was It's My Life, which was later covered very famously by No Doubt, and their song just called Talk Talk. Yeah. Those are their two biggest hits, in my opinion. Uh, but the lead-off single for the big follow-up record, which didn't do as well, and that may be a reason why they championed it for Vice City, is a song called Life's What You Make It. This is my nighttime song in Vice City. This is You were saying you hoped that a, a God Bless video came on your car chase. If I'm cruising around the gang areas at night, I want this song, Chris. <laughs> yes. So everybody out there, you're like, why are you playing Talk Talk? The song is awesome. I think <laughs> you're going to love it. And if you're in your car right now, cruising around, and it's nighttime, and you're actually listening to Rock Strikes 10, and, and you're hearing this part, please let me know, because I would love nothing more than for this to happen to you right now. So here you go. Go buy some property. Don't don't kill anybody. <laughs> there, see, there's life lessons in uh, yeah. in this too. There's that's, investments. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Rock strikes ten morals. Like, don't kill people. <laughs> yes, that's good. Please don't kill people while listening to this podcast. God knows I could use the publicity, <laughs> but you know, I you know, I, I believe in karma. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, from 1986, one of my favorite years for music, actually, of all time. This is Talk Talk with Life's What You Make It, and we just said that it is what you make it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right.
right, there you go. That was Talk Talk easily making their Rock Strikes 10 debut here <laughs> with Life's What You Make It. And, uh, you know, I said that was my ninth song, but when that guitar kicks in, I can see that sun piercing through the screen. Like, they were so accurate with a lot of the stuff in the game. Like, this, the sun would come out certain times of the day, and it would be like, oh, get the sun out of my eyes. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I remember that now. It would be blinding. You'd have to, like, turn to the side. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, that was... Uh, and then I'm, I'm already getting to the thought of, you know, we were actually rooming together whenever Vice City was happening. Yeah. And yeah, uh, get 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 the Xbox version of it later on, and the custom soundtrack option opened up a whole new world for me. You, yeah, you had a field day with that one. Oh yeah, totally. Every with day, all my Xbox games, but especially uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that was that was where I I tried to shine, and yeah, and so I always had counterpoints for all the songs in the soundtrack. I mean, that's how nerdy I was about <laughs> you it. You made your own radio stations and named them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they're still there, aren't they? You if we still... if we had this set up, I bet you'd probably even do your own like voiceovers and like intros and outros. Oh and god, stick them in yeah. There. Oh god. Yeah. You know, sadly, CDRs can't be put on uh, Xbox custom yeah. soundtrack. So, what a shame! What yeah. a shame. <laughs> But I remember my my sunny new wave song in there was even though it's a goth song was she's in parties by Bauhaus. Nice. That was one I was like, how come that's never been in one of their games? <laughs> anyway, all right. Moving on here, uh, we're gonna. I I I gotta admit something here, and uh, something that Denko Jones said recently just really got me right in the heart in a in a very good way. He he was talking about in one of his Huffington Post articles that uh, there is no such thing as guilty pleasures if you will say that you listen to something yeah. in the same sentence, it's not a guilty pleasure. It's, not, it's just you, something you like. You just listen to it. Yeah. If it was a guilty pleasure, then you wouldn't tell anybody about it. So yeah. you obviously want somebody to know this. Yeah. And that's how I feel about a lot of music of the 80s. Especially a band like Hollow Notes, Chris. <laughs> I like Hollow Notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't understand how you can like music, especially pop music, and not like Hollow Notes. Even soul music. Because yeah. that, that was the cool thing about one of the great lost arts, I think, of video killing the radio star, right. and was was the visual aspect. A band like Hollow Notes used to get played on the black stations yeah. when people didn't know what they looked like. <laughs> they just got accepted for their talent right. and the way they sung. Everybody thought. Yeah. No one thought they were white, right. especially in the on the first few records, you know. So they just played them on the radio. People were like, oh, they're pretty good, you know. Even like Tom Jones. He used oh, to get yeah. played on the Soul Stations, and no one knew that he yeah. was a white guy. Yeah. So Hall Notes is a band that got over with both audiences. Right. So and they made their own star, like burst in the '80s with MTV and all that stuff. They're actually the most successful duo group of the '80s. Period. No. Chart wise. Yeah. And sales, and of course they would be in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Cool thing is they've actually been, I think, in every game since. They're, e- they're even on the new one. Huh. And one of my favorite, like, not as big a Hollow Notes hits, right. Adult Education, is actually in Grand Theft Auto V. Nice. So I was very happy to hear that in there. Yes, if you d- d- don't hate on me for loving Hollow Notes, I-, I do, and I make no excuse about it. They are not a guilty pleasure. They are just huh. a band I like. Yeah. So all that being said, Chris, a song from Vice City that's probably, I think, probably one of the bigger songs for the game because I think they use it in quite a few cutscenes and. It was the first song to kick off the one of the soundtracks, and I think it's the first song I ever heard in the game when I turned it on. Oh, really? So we're going to play from 1985, Out of Touch. Should I play the, the um, four-minute version, or should I play the version that has the, 
the big intro from the Big Bamboom album that, that was on the video. What would you like to hear? Would you like to hear? Would you like to hear an extra long version of Out of Touch, or do you want the single version? <laughs> um, let, let's go on extra long. Extra long? Yeah. All right, brilliant. So if you were watching MTV in 1985, you saw this video, and this is the version you heard. If you didn't buy the record, you didn't get all of this. Yeah. So I think you're gonna enjoy this. Going back to the video days, this is Out of Touch.
right, there you go. If you're going to hate us for playing that, we went the full nines and gave <laughs> you the extendo intro dance on your knees along with Out of Touch, yeah. which even on the soundtrack, I can hear that clip where they kind of chop off that top part of it and they put it in there. Yeah. So I, I don't believe in playing edits on Rock Strikes 10. So <laughs> you got the six-minute version there. I hope I hope you enjoyed that. If there's somebody out there that's really happy I played that, please email me because I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of the other side of it. But love me some hollow notes. And when am I going to have that much of an excuse to play them on the show? I know, so, right? Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun for me. And a lot of people forget how big that Big Bamboom album was. Half of that album are hit singles. Really? Like, that yeah. doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Like, unless you're like Katy Perry or something. But, right. uh, but they had like legit hit singles. Half of that record is. Yeah. So, anyway. Another great sign of uh, how cool the 80s were. Yeah. I think that really encapsulates the game. That that song could be like the the theme song. I think. Yeah, I I think so too, and I, that's why I wanted to include it here. So thank you for helping me in my justification, right. there, Chris. I wanted to include uh, this is the last song we're going to play from the actual Vice City game here on the show. Like I said, we're going chronological, uh, and we're going to win you all back here with <laughs> with Man. a little bit of uh, Iron Maiden. Anyone still listening? Then yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Play some playing some Iron Maiden. Uh, this is from 1984, off of the Power Slave record, and I think this is great because I think this song really became a hit with the new generation because of its inclusion on Vice City. It's sounding redundant, I think, at this point, but it's very true, and I've got a great example of this, too. I've got proof, because, you know, yeah, I think in Vice City Stories, which is the sequel, like the mini-sequel to uh-huh. this game, they put, like, Run to the Hills on it. Right. And that's cool, you know. Or it's on the mini game, you know. It's on. It's yeah, on one of those things. It's but, on one of them. But uh, that all being said, you know, "Run to the Hills" is a very known, very famous Iron Maiden song. Right. Two minutes to midnight, not so much, unless you're a big fan of the band. And I actually went to go see Iron Maiden a few months after this game was out, and I saw they were touring. They were actually just touring under the DVD of "Visions of the Beast," I think is what it was called, but. I'll never forget, I uh, had really great seats thanks to uh, the great uh, Scott, who I'll just call him Scott for right now. Maybe I can get him to come on the show at some point. But he got me great seats, he was there with me. And Maiden finishes the full set, and they come back for the encore, and the first song on the encore is Two Minutes to Midnight. Right. About two or three rows up uh, in front of me, actually, were these two like kids that couldn't have been more than 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. And when they kicked it, and I actually kind of watched them on and off during the show, just to, you know, I was like wondering how big of fans they were. And, right. you know, they were pretty into the show. But when that song came on, they went crazy. Yeah. They like high-fived each other at the very <laughs> beginning of it and just rocked the F out to this nice. song. And I know, I know for damn sure the reason why they did is because of this. Yeah. I bet you anything. Yeah, most likely, yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. There's There's my... Story for that, and I just wanted an excuse to play this song on the show, and for non-obvious Maiden fans. So. Yeah, I love the song. I mean, it's I like Iron Maiden pretty well. I'm not as familiar with them as you are, but I and this is one of my favorites. Yeah. So there you go, off of the iconic Power Slave record, a metal classic which you should own. So you should have heard this song by now. So just refamiliarize yourself with it. Here you go. This is two minutes to midnight. Thank you. 
Midnight, that was Two Minutes to Midnight by the great Iron Maiden. Up the Irons. Gotta say that, of course. Chris, I think we're done with Vice City for right now. Yeah, interesting. We A lot of 80s pop, and then you end it with a metal song. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's how we roll on Rock Strikes <laughs> 10. Actually, we're not completely out of Vice City yet, but we're out of the official main game. Main game, and I I did want to talk about the the mini games, uh, quote unquote mini games, because those things are pretty big. They're yeah, just they're not... full games unto themselves. Because yeah, well, and they're sub sub games because Grand Theft Auto Three was the main game. Yeah. Vice City was a spinoff. True. And then you're about to get into Vice City Stories, which was a spinoff of the spinoff. <laughs> so it, it's kind of it's a, it's kind of ridiculous, but because it, it seemed it kind of like, sounds cash cow like, but it's, it kind of does. Yeah. At the time, it seemed like they were going away from because there were so many games in between three and four. Yeah. And it seemed like they were just going to start naming them all. And then when you heard the announcement for four, you're like, oh, this must be a big deal because they're actually numbering it. Yeah. So, but <laughs> all these games in between were they were all full games. Yeah. So. And uh, the 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 spinoff spinoff games were actually only on the PlayStation Portable for a long time. Some they, of them were, yeah. And they finally put them and out. And they ported them over. Yeah, to, they yeah, ported to them to over to PS2. So I was very happy when they finally did. I finally got to play them because I don't have, I didn't have a P, I still don't have a PSP. Yeah, I never had one. But uh, I just wanted to mention all those mini games because I think they're actually a lot of fun to play and there's some great music on there. Yeah. So I'm going to play this one as a representative to represent pretty much all of the mini yeah. games. Love this song. I actually played a little bit of this song on the medley show because Dream Theater put it in there, big medley. Uh, and I just, I don't know, man. This era of the band, you know, where they're they're really putting out massive radio singles. I don't know, maybe it's the production or something, but I love that early 80s Genesis. Yeah. I can't help it. I mean, yeah. they're just so fun to listen to. I mean, freaking Avocab, that's all. Yeah. Ma- even Mama, which is in the new game, I believe, and so is Phil Collins' I Don't Care Anymore. So you got Angry oh, nice. Man's Phil Collins ballads yeah. on there. So it's not just in the air tonight, even though that's a great song. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. Because Phil Collins is actually in Vice City Stories. Yeah, and in the air tonight played a pivotal role because yeah. it's actually, there's a mission in the game because Phil Collins is actually playing a show, and there's this mission to where you have to go through like the rafters of the the auditorium. Yeah, and you, I think you actually have to time it too. It's like time before he gets to like a certain section of the song, you have yeah. to finish whatever task it is. It's, so it's yeah, yeah, it's ingrained in your brain. And it, it's all set to end the air tonight. And yeah. you actually meet Phil Collins before yeah. all this because you're doing a bunch of missions for him, right? Uh, like his manager or something like that is is trying to have you help him with this obsessive fan yeah, in right. town, and he's trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's actually his real voice in the game. So I thought that was kind of cool, because he never came across to me as a guy with any kind of sense of humor. Right. And the fact that he would do something like this like really blew me away. Yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, I had kind of a new respect for him after right. that. So Not so curmudgeonly. <laughs> but once again, going back to that early 80s era, you know, and, and I like the 70s stuff, but man... When I I never turn the radio off when I hear Turn On Again or Abacab or That's All. Yeah. I just love those songs. Yeah. So here you go. If you're in the car right now, turn this one up. I know it's not very heavy, but man, the playing is so damn good on it. So here you go. This is Genesis with Turn It On Again. <laughs> Thank you. 
right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. I'm I'm in such a good mood. I'm really enjoying the show, Chris. Yeah. Did you did you like that song? That was yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. And uh, I was struggling to figure out what year that was from, so I did have to cheat and look it up. That was from 1980, actually, uh, from the album Duke. And something that said it in here, I was gonna mention this too, is for a pop radio hit or pop rock radio hit. Yeah. Odd time signatures. <laughs> Love that about it. It yeah. actually mentions that it goes from 6-4 to 7-4, while the intro and bridge sections are in 4-4 four, four, and 5-4. Nice. And that's not common. Yeah, that's so. how Dream Theater likes it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm sure many people have said this, but I'll say it here on the show officially. I don't think Phil Collins gets nearly the credit as a drummer than he should because yeah. I I prefer him as a drummer lead singer. Right. He's just got such a great feel. Yeah. And he plays really he he hits the shit out of those things. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's not like Stuart Copeland or anything. Right. But he's badass yeah. in his own right. So. I like I like drummer lead singers. I think it, it looks weird but it looks awesome. Yeah, they got their head like kicked yeah. back and yeah. thing. But uh I, I I really you know I had heard a rumor a few years ago. Uh, apparently I think he cooperated this is that they were trying to get a reunion back with Peter Gabriel, oh, yeah. like to the lineup right before Peter left, and Phil actually said he would have done it and just sat back as the drummer for the yeah. whole tour, wow. which is would have been so odd to see yeah. it at this point, you know, and him not in front, but yeah. that would have been interesting. But yeah, like me some Phil Collins behind the kit, great power drummer, good feel, little yeah. little jazzy, a little bit, you know, like the guy. Anyway, all right, there you go. I'm I'm, I'm putting it all out there. Hollow Notes, <laughs> Genesis. I really hope you're still tuned into the show here. We're it's actually going to get weirder because we're getting into Grand Theft Auto San Andreas now, Chris. Ah, yes, yeah, San Andreas. Whew. Just uh, I'm reading the controversy about that now in the book, and really, whoa, yeah, <laughs> the memo. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff with that game. Yeah, yeah, they brought so many new things that you were, of course, still buying properties just like in the other one and yeah. trying to make money off of it. But there's so many intricate plots. There's there's a whole South Central-esque gang thing going on, and then yeah. also you put the CIA into it, you know, like or, yeah. or whatever the equivalent of the CIA right. is in that game. I like how they have to call it the FIB all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, there's so many things going on. You got Peter Fonda as the weed dealer, and yeah, Sam Jackson as the crooked yeah. cop, yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on. It's game. yeah, I mean, when people talk about like their favorite Grand Theft Auto games, San Andreas comes up more often than not. Yeah, it's it's the biggest one. Is I mean, it seems like the biggest one. I mean, even four is massive. Yeah. But I think the whole fact that there's three different major cities. Right. In San Andreas, there's the San Andreas is, it's uh, it's like the Los Angeles area. Yeah. And then Las Venturas is Las Vegas. Right. And then San Fierro is San Francisco. Right. Love me some San Fierro, by the way. <laughs> but uh, and it made me want to go to San Francisco like a lot after yeah. I play that game. <laughs> but yeah, it was just. Just so fun. I learned how to play video poker uh, by, <laughs> through the uh, game. Through the game, yeah. Because <laughs> when you buy the casino, you can play all the yeah. games for free. Yeah. So I learned how to play blackjack and video poker just by that game. I'm actually really good at real video <laughs> poker now because of it. Um, I good? never, I never <laughs> lose money on those things. I okay. always at least break even. All right. I can't really say that I've ever played video poker yeah. not in a video game. Yeah. We'll we'll go out. We'll hang out. Yeah, right. Go to Winstar. All right. <laughs> that yeah. That's one thing about the casinos. It almost broke the game because it was so easy to make money. Yeah. Like, I would just, I would save the game, I'd go in, I'd spin the roulette wheel, bet on either black or red, yeah. and if I lost, I'd just reload, and yeah. if I won, I'd get just millions of dollars, yeah. so. Millions of dollars. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you had jetpacks. You had the fighter yeah, jets. Planes. Yeah, it was a big deal. Oh, God. Some yeah. of the stuff I didn't. I didn't really like the gang war stuff. I thought that was annoying. Yeah. Um, I, I did find that once you took over everything, it stopped. Never, it yeah. pretty much stopped. Yeah. Because why wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then weird things that they added, like um, eating to make you it, you would get fat or thin depending yeah. on what you ate. And... Yeah. The gym. Yeah, the, the gym. Training for the triathlon. The triathlon yeah. game. That would have been its own game back in the day. Right. But it's just this little thing. Just so they the added whole world. so much dating was introduced oh, in that one. So it's just so much stuff that they threw in there. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. Like it, it was to the point where they actually dialed some of it down yeah. after afterwards. Well, like, yeah, they they found what didn't work and they took it out and yeah. modified some of it. So, but super fun, great memories, and the music is ridiculous. There's so much music going on in this thing. Um, sadly for me, but this is actually a sign of the times. So. It's true to life, as in, you know, not so many metal stations anymore, so we're not really playing metal in this game. Yeah. We're going into more of the alternative hard rock and stuff like that. Right. Uh, classic rock stations are becoming a big thing. Yeah. And that's in there. Yeah. Because San Andreas took place in the 90s, is that correct? Yeah, the early 90s. Basically the era of the, the Rodney King yeah, right? Because it was both the, the spinoffs were all prequels to Grand Theft Auto 3. They yeah. all took place before it. Yeah. And this one's a few years before the actual one. So it's it's the middle part of the prequel, yeah. not the early part of the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my god, there's so much going on. <laughs> I hope you're with us as far as following the story yeah. here, but uh, if you're here for the music, we won't disappoint you. Like I said, so many weird things going on in San Andreas. It, it might have some head scratchers for you here if you're not familiar with the series. So let's just go for broke right off the bat. Uh, Chris play something that actually I the first time I heard this was a few years prior to San Andreas actually on the Snatch soundtrack Guy Ritchie could pick him some music to put in a movie also mm-hmm. let me tell you and this is actually we're talking about spinoffs this is a spinoff of the James Brown band Maceo Parker Maceo and the Max so here you go Chris this is Cross the Tracks we better go back <laughs> Thank you. 
Alright, there you go. A slightly instrumental track there, but uh, I really liked that one a lot, so I wanted to play it for you here tonight. That was Maceo Parker, Maceo and the Max with Cross the Tracks from 1974. And, I mean, probably a station like this didn't really exist uh, as much. Maybe in a city like Los Angeles, yeah. maybe like on a almost like a public radio station or like right. one of those like one of those fringe shows they play for a couple hours like on primetime hours like yeah. on Monday night or something right. you probably would have found that song on there but I, I'm glad they put it on there because I think the main reason why they included songs like this and there's like two or three different stations where they're actually referencing songs that got sampled on hip hop hits at the time yeah and that was the whole point of that is the master sounds yeah, channel yeah I was going to say that yeah. So, what what do you think? I mean, you, a lot of those songs. Had you heard a lot of those for the first time? Also, it was or? kind of a mixed bag, honestly. Some of them, yeah, and some of them, like, oh, I kind of recognize that, and I wonder where that's from. Yeah, so, kind of kind of thing. I think that maybe opened up the eyes of a lot of kids that were yeah. playing it. They were like, oh, I know that Tupac song, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah. and there's actually a double callback to California Love by Tupac and Dr. Dre, because. The, on, on the thing, I actually going to tease that a little bit. They play uh, West Coast Pop Lock by Ronnie Hudson on there, where the whole California Knows How to Party chorus comes from. Right. But then there's another song later on that we're going to play. You know, actually, I'll just go ahead and play it now. Screw it. There's a song that they play uh, that also is just as much a part of California Love as the West Coast Pop Lock song. It's a song by Joe Cocker, hmm. which I'm going to play for you right now. And it's a song called Woman to Woman. And I know once you hear it again, Chris, you're going to be right back in the game. Yeah. So without further ado, here is another guy who, once everybody found out this guy was white, they were like, whoa. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. <laughs> so here you go. Here's wide-eyed soul brother number one, Joe Cocker. <laughs> With uh, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be racial. I'm actually just I, just, I just think it's funny. Right. I think it's awesome, actually. So here you go. This is the great Joe Cocker with Woman to Woman.
That was Joe Cocker, and uh, if if that isn't the Ray Letts, I'd be pretty surprised. But uh, there you go. That was Woman to Woman. If if you only knew the song California Love before that, you hear that, you're like, oh, well, of course. That's where it's from. Okay. All right. And Joe Cocker, one of the great iconic singers of all time. I was talking about this with Chris while the song was playing. It's like, you know, the, the stage movements that Joe Cocker made. Like, he has to do that, or else how else are you going to get that sound, right? <laughs> right. That's just ridiculous. But, uh, even when he was getting into his slick 80s production stuff, he was still the man because, like, go go and YouTube his video for uh, You Can Leave Your Hat On. Like, it, it's 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 not a great video, but just watching him right. just kind of move around, it's just oh, it's so <laughs> great. It's just fun to watch. That, that's He's an entertainer on, just onto that. Like, right. He's not doing that on purpose. He's just he, doing he just it. He just can't help it. <laughs> yeah. All right. There you go. A lot of, lot of debuts here on the, the this two-parter, so I'm really enjoying this. Opening up the floodgates quite a bit, so... Right. We'll keep doing it here, too. Here's a band that is also part of that whole... Oh, that's where that song's from. From the 70s. And we'll play something by a band called the Isley Brothers, Chris. Now, I know you know a lot of Isley Brothers songs. A lot of people out there do, whether you know it or not. They're a historical band. Like, they're actually a history-making band in the sense that they did something that no band has ever done and still never done to this day. Mm-hmm. What could that possibly be, you ask? What have they done that the, the Stones couldn't do or the Beatles or Kiss or Aerosmith or anybody else? They had a number one single in five consecutive decades. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So the Isley Brothers is bar none one of the greatest bands of all time yeah. just for that fact and you're like yeah well you know you know anybody can have a hit but can you do that right but when they were in their prime they were awesome and 
I wanted to play something like this on the show. If I'm doing a Grand Theft Auto show and I don't play something like this, and I'm just not doing my service, mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not doing you any favors, people. So, if this is the first time hearing this song, let me know. Let me know what you think. Or if you haven't heard it in like 35 years, that could also be yeah. the case. But here you go. This is the iconic Isley Brothers with Footsteps in the Dark. Now, this is a night jam right here. Check it out.
again Chris and everybody out there I don't believe in edits on Rock Strikes 10 so that was actually Footsteps in the Dark parts 1 and 2 that's how we used to do back in the day we like I was there (laughs) I'm in the studio hey guys (laughs) but that was the great Isley Brothers and a lot of people may know that uh, from the 1993 hit by Ice Cube it was a good day which was also used in San Andreas so for a lot of those hip-hop songs, there is a callback in the same game. That's cool. I like how they did that. Doing that kind of music service, yeah, that's greatness. Yeah. So This one I'm putting on here just because it's super fun, and I think there's enough people out there. It's like, I, for me, if, if you don't like Jerry Reed, you just don't <laughs> have a heart. Yeah. The Snowman. Yeah. I mean, good God, man. And that's probably, I know for a fact that the makers of the game were, uh, well, it's obvious, they're big Smokey and the Bandit fans. Right. So it's like, we got to put at least a Jerry Reed song somewhere. Yeah. And see, I wasn't really familiar with Jerry Reed. I knew of him, but I never really listened to anything. And yeah. then I heard this song, and I loved it. And I would turn on, I love, really liked the country yeah, station in K-Rose. Um, K-Rose. Yeah. The Statler Brothers are on there. Yeah. Um, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Patsy Cline. Yeah. Whitey Schaefer. Uh, Eddie Rabbit, I Love yeah. a Rainy Night. Yeah. I mean, it's all there. Yeah. Some of the cocaine country and some of the early country. Yeah. So, and uh, I know we both have the uh, San Andreas uh, sound box set soundtrack, yeah. and that one gets played as much or more than any of the other discs in that box for me. Yeah. I love it. Love it, love it. I was actually pro- going to play Primus's cover of Amos Moses, but uh, go find that one and listen to it yourself. But I, I just could not... We, yeah, uh, thank you for talking me into that, Chris. You <laughs> just can't not play this version of yeah. Amos Moses by Jerry Reed. So here you go. I don't know what you're doing out there, but you're probably <laughs> going to do something really silly now <laughs> to this song. This is Amos Moses. <laughs> was a Cajun. He lived by himself in the swamp. He hunted alligator for a living. He just knock him in the head with a stone. The Louisiana law gonna get you, Amos. It ain't legal hunting alligator down in the swamp, boy. Now everybody blamed this old man for making him mean as a snake. When 
Amos Moses was a boy head daddy would use him for alligator bait. Tie a rope around his waist and throw him in the swamp. Part one of the music <laughs> of Grand Theft Auto on Rock Strikes 10 here. That was the late, great Jerry Reed with Amos Moses. Ah, I think that's th- a good way to end the, the first of two parts. Yeah, that's super duper fun, <laughs> man. Well, because so. the music in Grand Theft Auto is so eclectic anyway, and you get, you can choose how... You can basically choose your soundtrack to the game, because yeah. you can listen to radio stations or don't, but yeah. it's I would... I'm the one that would flip like I said, back and forth, and so I got all of it. So, and that's kind of what this episode was. It was a little bit of all of it. Yeah. All right, we're we're at the end of part one here, and let me do the plugs real quick, and then I'm going to get something out of Chris here. So, please go to cnjradio.com on the Rock Strikes 10 page. You can find the links to the iTunes feed, the Twitter, Facebook, and enter that contest. I'm going to go ahead and tell you real quick. I, I didn't do that during the show. I've teased them for long enough. If you are listening to the show, please help me get new listeners. And you can do that by basically turning your friends onto the show. Now, for proof that you were the person that brought them to me, they need to check in on Facebook or tweet me or, you know, however I'm going to get it. Private message is fine. Uh, I prefer it being out there. That way they can't say I rigged it. But uh, please do that. Say so-and-so sent me. So, uh, Chris, you're not eligible because you're in the family. Uh But, uh, uh, you know, if one of your friends out there gets somebody in the show and they say, hey, so-and-so sent me, uh, if Jerry Reed sent me, you know, Jerry Reed's going to get a point. (laughs) And uh, for every person that says Jerry Reed sent me, Jerry Reed's going to get a point. Please please don't put Jerry Reed in there. I'm not, I can't give the, I don't want to give the prize package to a dead man as much as I love him. But that's how it works. For each person you turn onto the show, you get a point. Most points at the end of the year wins this awesome rock and roll prize pack that's getting bigger by the day. Nice. You're going to want to enter this contest, trust me. Books, CDs, DVDs, it's going to be massive. So, all that being said, once again, go to cnjradio.com. And also, check out the flagship The Wrestling House Show, which myself and Chris, this is a great tie-in. We're doing the WrestleMania House Show series right now, parts 1 through the eventual 30. Yeah, we're leading up to 30. 
It's going to be massive. If you're a pro wrestling fan, just go to it. Uh, don't We won't give you the details. Just start listening to number one, and you'll know what we're in for here. Also, check out The Synaptic by Randy Brown, a true alternative if I've ever heard one. You're going to love the show. Everything Rock Strikes 10 isn't, and it's beautiful for that reason. Chris, if is there something maybe off of Sandreas San or Vice City that we didn't include here tonight that you'd like for the outro? <laughs> Speak now, or forever hold your peace. I was I was debating on whether trying to make an argument and like debating like holding up my appearance on this show if I didn't get my way to get this on the show. Okay. Um, a song Which you, you could have done, but you're yeah. not a jerk. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I there were a few songs that I had no idea existed. In Vice City, well, all of them, but in Vice City, one in particular that sticks out in my brain as I love this song and I don't know why and I can't stop listening to it. Um, it's a song by a woman named Aneka, I yeah. believe is her is name. Is it Aneka? Aneka, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Aneka, she's Japanese, I'm sure. I mean, well, she's she? actually not. I is she not? She's white, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure exactly where she's from, but she's not Japanese. <sighs> is uh, that like Baltimore? He's not really from the jungle, but yeah. he sings about the jungle. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> but she does a song called Japanese Boy, and it's ridiculous, and I love it. All right, Chris, for you, and I'm even going to buy the damn song just for you <laughs> so I can play it on the outro. So here you go. Nice. Closing out part one, here's a, a NECA or a NECA or a tomato with Japanese boy. See you on the next episode.